to the Be All Army Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Rowan. Jordan Tom is not with us today. But by not with us, you mean he is... He's doing okay. He's going to make a 100% recovery. Um, and he's actually 100% okay today, actually. There's nothing wrong with him whatsoever. He's just not here on the show. If there's anybody who's listened, who hasn't listened into the shows uh, thus far, um, that is a running joke that whenever Jordan's not on the show, we uh, continue to make that joke. But And we're going to keep it up next time. <laughs> <laughs> so get used to it. Jordan, Jordan's doing, he actually has some work to do, I guess, today and, um, on, a, on a Wednesday afternoon. So Well, somebody's yeah. got to do it. Yeah. So how you been? Hey, look, looks like looks like you got a lot of work to do. You're dressed up nice today. Um, you got a nice collar on. Yeah, and you, it, uh, it, what's the occasion? Grad week? Is that why you're? Uh, you're no, I dress like this to the office every day. I always nice. wear a t-shirt and a jacket. <laughs> yeah, it's a Wednesday. We had practice this morning, so it was kind of casual. Uh, and then I thought I'd dress up for the show. No, here's what the viewers don't know: is Lero and I were just both getting on the podcast with our t-shirts on, and Brian said, "Oh, I better put a collar on." Went and got something real quick, and I'm here in the office. And I said, "Well, the only thing I have in my closet here is a nice jacket." So. Um, that's why we have that fit that we're going with today. But you know what? I don't need it. Like this is our dozens of fans don't expect um, business professional look. Just wrestling coach t-shirts fine. So you can keep your collar on. I'm going to get a little bit more comfortable and we can talk some <laughs> army wrestling in the season awards. Uh, what else are we going over today? Uh, end of season awards. Um, kind of more recent news. I mean, we haven't really chatted too much since NCAA. So um, there's been a couple couple things pop in, um, Ben Bazook making amateur news, the all-freshman team, the uh, top 25 recruiting class came out either All right. week or the week before, um, the fellowships, the two of the firsties. Yeah, let's run through it. Let's go through everything. I mean, you guys have had some fire episodes. Like you had Joe D'Angelo on here. And, he, was a uh, he was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. His episode was good. And uh, Gorman's was awesome, just like you would expect out of Mike. Um, so, um, so yeah, you guys have had really good guests. There's been no need for me to be on here, but Hey, if we want to talk some, whatever it is, army wrestling, man, you lead the way I'll fill everybody in on what we've got going on, my thoughts, etc. Yeah. So I guess starting with the banquet, um, a few weeks ago, I loved how you guys posted because it, it, you didn't, you just didn't tweet like all the awards and things like that. You kind of spaced it out. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And you guys actually posted that normally it's not till like the next year or when I'm looking at the media guide that I actually see who got what awards and like a breakdown of that. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see. Well, this. we got to get the word out. Listen, you know, one of the areas we've got to improve is, is getting the, the word, the news out about our program. We're doing a lot of good things and, and more people need to know about it. So we got some good help. Um, Meg Ellis is new in our athletic department. Um, she's helping us out. She did a fantastic job releasing those graphics and in the awards. So yeah, man, it was, you know, we weren't able to have any, any family, um, or friends from outside the West Point community at the banquet this year. So we set up a camera, we zoomed it out to parents. I think there were about 50 people logged in to the, the live zoom of the banquet that we had this year. And it was a lot of fun. Like the guys wanted to dress up. They didn't get to wear their suits this year for hundredth night. So they all wanted to wear the, the, the suits that they bought that they never got to wear. Um, and, uh, so they dressed up, the guys looked good. We had a good time, a lot of laughs, um, a few tears, uh, a lot of good memories gave out some deserving awards yeah if you want to run through them I could kind of you know give the explanations and, and kind of the backup of, of why you know who was a recipient of any certain award yeah so I, this is in no particular order uh, the, the order is actually how you guys kind of posted them on Twitter I just kind of made a running 
Uh, oh, okay. This isn't like most important award to, or least least important award to most. Like you're some, not going to hurt anybody's feelings, Biro. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So it's CJ Morgan Award going out to Bobby Held. So you know, if you look at the the name, wow, we start with that one. Um, you um, you know, we we thought it was just an appropriate thing to do and, and a way to honor CJ is to, to be able to give an award out in his honor. Last year, the entire senior class were named recipients. Um, and this year um, it was Bobby because, you know, we thought what's, what, what an honor, you know, to, to someone to live like Chris and to have an impact on our program the way that CJ did. Um, and we think about CJ, we think about positivity. We think about loving your teammates and always being there for them. We think about, no matter what's going on in your life, nothing ever gets you down. Like CJ was that guy where it doesn't matter what's going on. Like you would always think that he was having the best day ever because um, he could always put himself in a good mood and he always put others around him in a good mood. What I keep saying, you know, what I said to the banquet is the only thing, the only problem that caused is like no one was ever really sure who was his best friend. Like he made everybody think like there, you could argue over who's really CJ's best friend. That's just the way he made you feel like, you felt like you were the most important person in the world to him, no matter who you were. Um, and who on our team really embodied that attitude this year? And it was Bobby Hill. I think given the adversity he's gone through over the past four years and then this year, the way his season ended, to still remain positive, no excuses, be there for your teammates and your brothers. Um, so Bobby, you know, and I know it meant a lot to him too, um, to, to be named the recipient of that award in CJ's honor. Uh, we didn't expect this, but... Um, Chris Sr., CJ's dad, um, showed up to the banquet um, right before we were getting started. And uh, you know what? We may have been maybe halfway through the banquet um, and uh, maybe a couple of awards before we went to that one. And he walked in and we said, hey, would you mind presenting this award? So Chris Sr. was actually there at the banquet to give the award to Bobby. That's what the award's about. Um, and uh, Bobby was a, a, a really solid choice for it this year. Yeah, I saw some pictures, uh, you know, with him. And I think Lane picture Lane. Um, posted some of that stuff. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the Arvin Memorial Award, Ryan Hetrick. Commitment to the team um, athletically and commitment to scholarship. And uh, Ryan's a, a graduating first year that's absolutely crushed it in the classroom, started his wrestling career at our prep school, could not get into West Point either, directly, even if he wanted to, uh, works his way through, graduates with um, with honors here, exceptional student athlete, persevered through a senior year that saw COVID end his competitive career, was still here every day pushing his teammates, helping coach, and, and, and doing what you would expect out of a team captain, um, having the biggest impact that they can, no matter what their situation is. So, yeah, um, we, we had a lot of really good candidates for that award, but in the end, we thought it was Hetrick that just through the year he had, leading by example, was you know a fantastic job by him, and he deserves the recognition. Yeah, he's a, he's an awesome guy. What's, what's awesome the process dude. for um like uh, these awards? Like, I guess how do you uh, decide? I mean, sometimes there's a guy that stands out. You're like, as this guy, but then you know, a award like this, it could be a handful of guys. What's the process for like how you select them? Could be could be that. I'll tell you what, it's not it's not an everybody gets a trophy type award. Um, we don't approach it that way, and we never will. It's whoever gets. Uh, whoever we feel is the most deserving is going to get it. That means one person walks out with 15 awards that night, then they're going to get all 15. But, um, you know, for it's, it's the coaches getting together and discussing and, and 
read the description of the award. It's important to remember why you started giving that award in the first place. So you don't migrate too far from it. Mm -hmm. So it's the description of the award. Who do we think most meets that? And, um, and then we make a decision. It's a collective decision as a coaching staff. If it's a tie, then maybe I'll break the tie. But I think most all of these were unanimous. We had really good choices, but in the end, you know, there was obviously one best fit. Is that like a talk between all the coaches? Do, do the wrestlers have any kind of say or like? Yeah, no, this is this is the coaching staff. So they don't know who wins the awards until we get to the banquet. Um, so this is all internal coaching staff, maybe some in, insight from ORs. But um, for me, it's just um, let's discuss it with the coaching staff. And, and then we pick the winner. Mm -hmm. Most improved, Taylor Spicy Brown. Yeah, and this was one there was considerable debate about. Um, you know, I think you could make a case for a few people, but in the end, I, Taylor Brown was the right choice when you look at not just improvement over last year, but improvement over the past four years, you know, where he starts his career as a backup 141 pounder. And now this year's ranked in the side, the top 30 at 184. That doesn't happen by accident. And that doesn't happen just by showing up every day. That happens by showing up and putting in quality work every day. Um, so, um, yeah, a ton of improvement over last year where he was a backup 157. Now he's a nationally ranked 184, but even before that, you know, he's just, he's a guy that's put in a lot of work. Most improved is my favorite award, by the way, just because of what it represents. You know, it's, it, it's having an outstanding season. That's not easy, um, but it represents, you know, that you had a really good year. Most improved represents that you weren't happy or satisfied with where you were last year and you put in an enormous amount of work to improve yourself that's why it's my favorite award because it speaks more to the work that goes into it um but yeah taylor's story is freaking incredible and is powerful um and deserves that award you can't accidentally win most improved you know you got to work your tail off to do it so he did it good on him and congrats so this is a surprise the wally crum award ben bazook <laughs> yeah, shocker there. Wally Crum, the most courageous freshman. It's a, it's, um, you know, named after um, a former Army officer uh, and um, and grad. And, and yeah, the, the most courageous freshman, when you look at uh, what does it look like to show courage on the wrestling mat? Well, it's to step up in big moments. When you get your opportunity to step out there, you got to show courage. You can't just say you have, it. you got to show it in competition. Uh, ben did that this year and uh, yes yeah, season didn't end the way that we thought it could for him um, but being the first freshman EIWA champ in program history is a really big deal um, takes a lot of courage and a lot of guts to do something for the first time so easy choice on that one next up uh, unsung hero award Sean Fitzsimmons a name you probably unsung you know I don't yeah, I don't have these these descriptions in front of me, but that's kind of, you get it from the name of the award. It's somebody that um, we feel is like a hero to the team, but doesn't get a lot of recognition. So Fitz is one of those guys, he's been here on the roster for all four years, never broke into the starting lineup, um, but never stopped showing up and trying to make people better either. So I don't know if there's anybody in the room that, you know, agreed to come in for more workouts to be somebody else's drill partner. Hey, you know, Lane Peters needs a partner. Who can we find? Fitz, he'll do it for sure. Um, and then his impact on the team didn't end there. He moves on, you know, and, and there dozens of stories of him just tutoring so many people. 
um, after practice. Like we joke around and say Fitz should have at least like 10 degrees when he leaves here because he is tutored. <laughs> like, I mean, you should see these pictures. We, we call him Dr. Professor Fitz because we see these pictures. He'll even dress up. He puts his suit on when he goes into the classroom at night to tutor everybody. He stands up at the board. He's got his pointer. He's on the chalkboard. Um, and whatever math, physics, whatever it is, like Professor Fitz is there earning those degrees and helping. So, like you know, it's somebody you could always count on that made a big impact in the in, in the program. That people from outside of our family, the rest of they probably don't know Sean Fitzsimons. Um, but they should because he gave a lot of himself to our wrestling program and made us a lot better because of that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now he's the, he, he's the sung hero now. He has, he, he has a song, you know. Um, hopefully he gets some recognition that he definitely deserves. We'll get into this a little bit later when we talk about the fellowships. But um, back in my day, in the heyday, I don't think there was anybody that could – do the tutoring. Maybe that's why we were at, at the level, you know, we didn't have a Sean Fitzsimmons to like tutor us at night. We'd get back and we would have to do our homework and we'd be spinning our wheels. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Let me tell you, that's why I used to do study halls and things, you know, with the team, but your mandatory study hall study. That's why study hall doesn't work. B-Row is because I take B-Row and I take Coach Ward, neither one of them have any idea how to do their physics homework, and I put them in a room together, and then what happens? Hand fighting. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens. They break out into CrossFit. Um, <laughs> no, nothing happens. So we're like, man, we got to find people that can actually tutor, not like put people in the library room and, and make them study. But like, So Fitz is, you know, hero of the team. The sung hero. The, yeah, now. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, 11th man award Bo Guffey Will Lucy yeah and, and we've given this award to either one or two multiple individuals um any given year it could be one it could be multiple this year it was the it co-hodge was, situation yeah well um you know this, this one's even better than that because this is about you know guys that um did everything they could everything right and just came up a little bit short of, of where they wanted to be but um, we're always right there. Both of those guys started matches for us this year and I think every year in the past. Um, and, um, and, and they didn't represent us in the postseason. Um, but it's not by a lack of, you know, their effort and, and their want to. Just things didn't work out. Sometimes that happens. But real valuable members of the team. Both of them started the prep school five years ago and they're going to graduate here in a couple of days. Um, pretty incredible guys and um, really proud of them. They deserve to be recognized with the team. Um, and, uh, yeah, so 11th man, those two. Most dominant award, PJ. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's one that you can't argue with. You just, you, you just look at the numbers, um, you know, and his, you know, we, we assign numbers for, um, you know, if you get a win, uh, regular decision, you get three points, major four, you know, tech five and a pin six. And if somebody does that to you, then take those points away and find your average score PJ's was like in the fours for the year. Um, so you let the stats drive that decision. It's what bonus points have to be the backbone of our program. If we're going to win dual meets and we're going to go deep into tournaments as a team and, and a chance to place as a team, we have to have bonus points. Have to, have to have bonus points. Um, and PJ was the most dominant guy we had on the mat. And PJ also received the Mike Nackvig Award. Uh, how is that different from the most dominant? Most dominant is, is, is strictly statistics. A good example, a couple of years ago, Noah Stewart was our most dominant wrestler because he was loaded up on tech faults. 
-hmm. I think one year Bennett Paulson was right there in the running. He may have won it, but um, guys that were really good on top. Um, and um, so their stats showed that when they stepped out, they were the most dominant. Not did they just win the most. That's two different things. But they were the most dominant when they did step out there on the mat. So it really it rewards bonus point wrestling is what it does. Um, and this year, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and jump to that one. The Outstanding Wrestler Award, my net big, was, was PJ. Um, again, like a, an easy, that was an easy choice this year because he was not only dominant, um, he was really good while he was doing it. Season didn't end in an ideal way for him, um, but God, he was so good all year long. I mean, he could have been in the running for most improved too, you know, looking at where he's gone from the past couple of years to where he's at. And, um, you know, he, he was our best wrestler. And, and when he got on the mat, he acted like he was our best wrestler. And that's what you need. If you're going to be dominant, you have to act like you're the best guy out there. Um, sometimes you have guys that are the best wrestler and they keep winning by a point or two, right? Um, we want people that want to light the scoreboard up. PJ did that. So that's why he, can, that's why he won both. Is that like a, um, a body of work for the whole season or is that like a finish at NCAAs? Or like, um, I guess, scenario, what if Ben Bazook wins that match and is in the round of 12, but then loses in the round of 12, you know, but PJ finished around before it. Does that change things because it's one round closer to All-American or, or is probably. it a body of work? Yeah, probably. Because if Ben wins that match, you know, his record improves. He has the highest national ranking. Um, and in the end, how are you going to argue with that? So that would have been really close, but, um, yeah, that definitely could have changed things. I mean, listen, the reality of it is, is what you do at the NCAA tournament really matters. It doesn't define you. It doesn't define your entire season, but it's really important and it matters a great deal. So yeah, when it matches at the national tournament is going to dictate how we look at your season. Gotcha. Um, there was a couple other awards that I actually didn't put in there and, and they weren't like, they weren't like really rewards, just recognitions. Um, yeah. Top academic performers uh, for the fourth class, uh, Nate Lucas. Yeah. Nate Lucas, he kind of struggled this year. I think he only had like a 3.95. Um, yeah. I yeah. So yeah. He must've had an A minus somewhere. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tough. Sorry, Nate. <laughs> Hate for you to find out about it this way. <laughs> um for the the third class or the yearling um christian hunt okay i know he was pumped because he you know him and ryan chauvin were duking it out for the top academic performer so christian was pumped um now it's ryan's it's, job it's to, to competitive? like they're like oh i'm better than you at school yes wow that's this vibe has definitely changed from when i was there <laughs> <laughs> they should be recognized for that no, I know, I know. I just, I, I guess I was never in that top tier, so I never. It, you were never in discussion. It was never. You were always. You were in the academic wrestleback. <laughs> yeah, from the start. <laughs> you were the academic eleventh uh, man, unsung hero. <laughs> like you were not up there in the finals. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, for the cow, uh, the cows, uh, Cole Wyman. Why, man? Yeah, he's um, he's crushing it. I don't know what his GPA is, but it's close to a four. Not surprised. And let me tell you, he works just as hard in the classroom as he does in the wrestling mat and, or the wrestling room and vice versa. Like Cole Wyman is an absolute, absolute machine, incredibly hard worker. Like he's going to make a fantastic team leader next year as a senior. Great job. 
And for the firsty class, Nico Manzanelli. Nico, yeah. So Nico's one of our two fellowship um, recipients there. So Nico did a great job. Yeah, and, and I mean, Nico seems like a really smart guy, but I did not know he was that smart. Like, um, I knew him. He, I mean, he's very, um, I guess he, he he's humble in it the way that he like you don't you don't notice how smart he is. like some people you notice like wow that person's really smart. He just seems yeah. like, you know, your average smart West Pointer, but not like the top of the top. And I, I mean that as a uh, as a compliment because you can come off really arrogant if you're, you know, you seem like a really smart person. That's not him. He's not pretentious, not arrogant, um, but obviously very capable. He's super smart, um, but has also applied himself. Like it's, you know, like you don't get to where he's at and have the opportunity he has by just being smart. You know, like you have to apply yourself. You have to be ambitious. You have to be determined. He's been all of those things. So, so now him and, and Ryan Hetrick, they both were awarded fellowships with Lincoln Laboratories, and uh, so they, um, as as part of their fellowship, now they they got to choose where they go study inside that program. Ryan will be studying and getting his master's degree at MIT. And Nico will be at Harvard. So they're going to be right down the road uh, from each other. They may live together next year. But check out these stories. These guys, Ryan started the prep school. Nico came in direct. But these guys go to West Point, free education. They leave with no debt, don't owe anybody anything. And now they get their graduate degrees paid for at MIT and Harvard. And on top of that, they get paid, lieutenant pay, to go to grad school at some of the best schools in the world. It's an incredible story. Good job for those guys because they worked so hard for it, pumped for them, incredible accomplishment, and they deserve a lot of recognition for that. I'm going to, this is going to be a shots fired at the Ivy Leagues, but why would anybody want to go to the Ivy League when they could have that scenario at West Point? I'm telling you, and, and everybody should know this, but your, your odds of being accepted into an Ivy League graduate school are better as a West Point graduate than they are as an Ivy League graduate. It's incredible. You know, you say that again, like your odds of getting accepted into an Ivy League grad school are better as a West Point grad than they are an Ivy grad. Now, listen, that's fantastic education. Like we're not saying anything bad about them because it's obvious that they're some of the best schools in the world. Um, it's just that West Point is unique. You know, what I always say is like you compare the Ivies um, and they're certainly different. Like Dartmouth would be different than Yale in some way. Right. Um, but not a lot, not a lot different um everybody's different from West Point so when you graduate from West, you, you are unique right like you could be um you know like I said you could be a, a a Yale grad um or Dartmouth you're Ivy League graduate awesome you know but you could be from one of the two schools and and most of the people around the country wouldn't know the difference right but when you graduate from West West Point, you are set apart. You are unique. Everyone understands that West Point's different than everybody else. Um, so that's w one of the really cool things, and, and we're pumped for those guys to get that opportunity. Yeah, and I think I thought about this a lot, you know, over the especially transitioning from the military. Like, what differentiates West Point from an Ivy League or a different college? And you know, when you go to an Ivy League, I feel like you get that instant credibility because oh wow, this person has a good work ethic. They work hard. You know, but what I think what differentiates West Point is that, that you earn a level of trust from a person instantly. You have instant, right. 
instant credibility as far as trust and not on top of your work ethic, your character is already above other people and they give you the benefit of the doubt before that. So any, I guess any parents or recruits listening in, that's one of the perks, you know, of you know, going to West Point and you earn it over the time. I mean, it changes, it changes your character for the better surrounding yourself by the, the people that you're around, you know, you, you become the people that you surround yourself with. And yeah. I think, you know, at West Point, it's only, um, it only uh, increases that, you know, and right. I'm very thankful. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, man, to, to see what these guys develop into. And it's those assumptions, you know, that people make about you from where you're from, you know, sets you apart. When you graduate from West Point, people know that you're smart, you're hardworking, your character is of the highest and that you're trustworthy, that they can count on you. You know, when you graduate from an Ivy League school, they know that one of the few things is true, like kids smart, um, their parents have a lot of money or well-connected, or maybe most impressively, you know, they're poor and really smart. Um, and they were given an incredible opportunity, but none of those things say exactly what being a West Point grad is, you know? So yeah, that's, that's awesome. This would be an interesting article if someone were to write in the IWA article. Um, shout out to Austin Sommer. Um, did you see the tweet I had yesterday? Yeah, yeah. You were proud of that. I saw it because you texted a screenshot of that tweet to me. <laughs> you can't tell our dozens of <laughs> listeners that. You're going to say, yes, yeah, I, I saw, saw it because it. I liked it on Twitter. It I also liked it on Twitter. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I'm pumped. We got an EIWA correspondent. We got to get him on the show sometimes. What we got to do. Yeah, I'm gonna. Right, so when you release this, when you got to tag him, hey, check out the show. I'm inviting him right now. Austin, come on the show anytime. Let's chat. EIWA, let's chat wrestling. We got to get him on. For sure. All right. So looking at a couple other awards, um, the Pierce Courier Foster Memorial Award went to all the all the team captains. Um, That's right. It's a recognition for team captains. Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. Some of these awards are like newer awards. So I guess. If you could run down what newer awards, and we, we have one more I haven't I haven't said yet, but what awards are new since you have been to the program? Because some of these didn't exist when I was there. Most dominant, that's new. That's it. That's it? That's it. So and la so the last award went to um, Lane Peters, the Phil Simpson Award. Yeah. We just felt it was good to change this. It used to be called the Mr. Intensity Award. All right. And I'm going to I'm going to make some enemies. I'm going to offend you, Rafferty and a few other people like I did not like the name Mr. Intensity. Whoa. And uh, end episode. Shots fired. Yeah. No, let, let me tell you why is because I think that there's a misconception over what intensity really is. Like intensity isn't showing up every day in a bad mood, you know, and like trying to beat everybody up. To me, intensity, there's so much of it is your focus like your ability to really sustain a level of focus on a, a given goal. Like that is super intense. And, and it's just an attitude that you have, not a behavior that you show in the wrestling room. And I thought, well, who is, has been in our wrestling pro, who was able to show that more than anybody, a sustained level of focus, like an intense desire to achieve. And it's Philip Simpson. So that's why we changed the name of the award and, and description a little bit, but it's for somebody that in their attitudes, their behaviors, everything about them show this intense devotion to want to achieve their goals of being an NCAA champ. 
So it's not just how you act when you show up to the wrestling room. Are you the meanest guy every day? Do you want to beat people up every day? Well, that's fine. But if you don't really want it, then that's you're just a workout partner. Like if you just show up and try to beat people up, you're a good workout partner. But unless you really want something bigger for yourself, you know, then then it's not a true level of focus that deserves to be recognized. So that's what this award's about is who is driven, who shows that in the way they act and behave every day. So Lane Peters, again, he's won this award multiple times because he has just proven that he has been committed and, uh, and he deserves that. So yeah, Lane Peters is our winner again, formerly known as Mr. Intensity, uh, the Philip Simpson award. Yeah. And I think it, uh, I think it's good that you would describe that a little bit. Cause one of the things I was, when I was putting this together, I was thinking, I was like, well, they changed it to the miss they changed the Mr. Intensity award to the Phil Simpson award and Phil Simpson never received the Mr. Intensity award. So I'm glad you just, you, you, uh, you elaborated on that because it, it definitely did change. And I think the previous Mr. Intensity award only encompassed like the two hour practice each day. It wasn't the whole body of, you know, what, you know, what hard work and what the, you know, the vision you spot that you spoke about. You know, and, and that's one of the things like, you know, when you, it's been seven years now, but when you, you step in somewhere and take over a program, you try to find what things are really good and you want to keep and what things you want to put your own personal touch on. Um, and then after a few years, you look back and you realize you got some things right, you got some things wrong. Um, and so, you know, if we had to do it, to do it over again, would I have researched who won the Mr. Intensity Award a little bit more? Probably. Uh, but I just knew right away. I didn't like it. I didn't like the, and it wasn't what our program needed at the time. It was just who shows up ready to fight every day, you know, because that's really not what it takes. It takes more than that. Like showing up ready to fight is pretty easy, but showing up ready to get better. Now that takes real work. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we want to recognize somebody that does that. So who's the unsung uh, Mr. Intensity Award recipient of the previous? So if you had to pick one right now of the previous version, is it still Lane or is it somebody else? Actually, Lane's pretty fitting for the guy that wants to beat somebody up every day, too. Um, can I pick Jody Angelo? <laughs> I mean, it's for showing up for, for wanting to do whatever you want around every day. <laughs> um, man, that's a really good question. Who would it be? Um, you know, Bobby Hill, super intense in practice, laid back out of practice, but super intense while, while he's in it. Um, man, Jack Wenholm was awesome a couple years ago. Um, he was super intense, may have won the award. Um, he stands out as somebody like that. Trey Shalafu was like that. Um, you know, be willing to fight somebody. Um, that's a really good question. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think this through. Now, who would be in here? Um, Dylan Sheehy and Tanner Craig and uh, and Nate Lucas were all fighting this year all the time. Um, <laughs> it was, it's, you know, I'm trying to think like who actually got the most punches in this year. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back to it. We'll have to save that for another episode, but I'm gonna have to go back and, and look at the compu box and see who threw the most punches and who landed the most this year. <laughs> How long ago did that award that you did that award change to the Phil Simpson award? I don't know, a few years ago. Yeah, this a few years because I, I didn't even realize it changed until I saw the social. We media. didn't have B all radio until this season, so <laughs> this is it. We get the word out now. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm, now when we have uh, future guests on the show who have received the Mr. Intensity Award, I'm going to ask them if they think they earned the new award and or if not, who should, who would they have given it to in their class? 
and we're going to give that person the unsung uh, Phil Simpson award. Um, okay. Not possible, yeah. hopefully, but. And then uh, like say in a way where, say in a way where they don't hate me for <laughs> changing the, I don't want, I don't want them to resent me. Uh, for the name of the award. Yeah. <laughs> Before I dig myself in a deeper hole, let's move on. What, what else is there to cover? <laughs> so we went over the fellowships. Um, I know you can't go too much into the, the recruiting class, um, but um, you know, maybe talk about some of the, you know, some of the struggles that I know Ned's doing a lot of work. I know Joe is doing a lot um, as far on that front, you know, to be recognized as a top 25 recruiting class, you know, is a big thing. Um, so if you want to, you know, touch on that a little bit. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's incredible. And it's, it's no secret. You have to do that to have a good program. Um, Ned's our lead recruiter on staff. I think he does more, more recruiting work than anyone. Um, so he deserves probably the bulk of the credit. Um, Joe does a ton and um, has done an awesome job in his recruiting too. Uh, and then I just kind of sprinkle in, you know, wherever they need me, wherever I can help out. But here's the bottom line is we address some needs that we have. Like we need to fill in these gaps in our lineup. Um, and these gaps and the attitude in the room. Let's go find the best kids that are the best wrestlers and the best fit for our program. Um, and uh, I feel like we've really done it. As a matter of fact, I think our recruiting class is a little bit underranked. Um, and I look around, I see some others that I think are like, yeah, I think they're overranked. I, there's some kids we didn't recruit, you know, that are ranked a little bit higher than some of the kids we did because I watched them and I'm, I don't know if, I don't know if they're going to be a great fit for us. I don't know if their style is going to fit into what we want. Um, but the guys that we got, let me tell you, their attitudes are awesome. Like their, their spirit, the way they compete is exactly what we want. And flat out, their skills are really good. Like they're really going to be able to help. So our freshman class next year, um, when you look at the combination of who's coming from the prep school this year and who's coming in straight out of high school, you know, we have 15 or so freshmen next year. Uh, these guys will have an immediate impact on the program. Yeah, I was I was listening to um, Willie Saylor's podcast, and he was talking about just recruiting in general right now, and how like the transfer portal combined with the extra year has made it really hard for juniors and seniors in high school to get, you know, to get recruited. Like college coaches aren't as invested at, in recruiting juniors and seniors in high school because freshmen come up in the portal every year, and hey, why am I? Why do I need to take this senior? or this, you know, project this junior, when I have somebody who won two matches at NCAAs last year at a small school, and I know that I know that he's proven already. Um, yeah. That plays an advantage for you guys, because now like, you can't have that transfer kind of situation, most likely into into West Point. So now you have a maybe a, a bigger pool of, of juniors and seniors in, in high school to choose from. Yeah, I think, I think it'll help us. I think, you know, there's certain football teams around the program you could really look at, because um, they have the biggest rosters. It's probably the easiest to look at that really go hard after JUCO players. And the idea, you know, is like, why would I go get a high school kid when I can get someone that's been at a higher level for one or two years? Um, and they'll have more of an immediate impact. You're probably going to see that in wrestling a little bit where exactly what you said. Why go after this? You know, if they're one of the top guys in the country, obviously you know whether they're the impact they're going to have. And, but if there's somebody that's not in the very top tier of recruits, why do you take them instead of, somebody that's already been wrestling in college for two years. So I think, yeah, it's going to open the door for us to get more of those diamonds in the rough, so to speak. Um, those guys that are really going to develop. Look, I've, I've always taken a ton of pride. Every team we've had about how much we've been able to develop our athletes. Like 
you know, so, so Ben Pazook goes from not a top 100 recruit, a one-time state champ, um, and now he comes in and he should have been EIWA freshman of the year, you know, and he's one of the top freshmen in the country at his weight class. Um, now, he deserves all the credit for that. We also take a lot of pride that our program helps develop guys like that and get them there. You know, when you look up and down our lineup, you'll see that. But guys that didn't always have the most stellar high school career, but they've been able to develop into something that's a bigger and a higher level. So taking those recruits, I love it because I've always taken a lot of pride in how we're able to develop them. And shoot, I look forward to, to working with the next group. Yeah, so um, I guess moving into the um, the next topic, with it's grad week now. Um, yeah. We wanted to have the firsties on and talking to them. It, the schedule is not going to play out this week um, for them. There's just too much going on. Um, so I hope our listeners understand. Um, just getting them all together is going to be, it, it would be, it's, it's, a, it's a little too it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard to get, like they finished up finals last week and then it's the craziest thing. It's like all this stuff that's going on here right now. We couldn't have done that over the past three months when there's nothing to do, you know, we've been locked down. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we got all this stuff to do in five days. Everybody scrambled to do it, but that's how this place is sometimes. So they're super busy this week. They graduate on Saturday. They'll be gone. This place will be a ghost town on Sunday morning, but we're pumped for those seniors to get out of here. And we'll be, we'll be golfing Sunday afternoon. Yes. I got our tea time. You coming? <laughs> yeah, all right. Did you, did you get it already? Yes. The, so the dozen right. listeners know we didn't actually pre uh, talk about this. So I got, I got to see if I can do it, but. You can count on me having a Sunday tea time. That's like pretty much you can count on that. So. Yeah. For the listeners know, Kevin has a season pass now um, for the West Point golf course. So um, you can see him there on the daily. I hope my boss isn't listening, but that's uh, if, you, if I'm not in my office, that's probably where you're going to find me um, next month, a little bit different. I'm on the road, but this, Hey, this past month, month and a half, we've had a dead period. We haven't been able to get out on the road and recruit. We haven't been able to have recruits here. Training has been different, you know, without tournaments to train for. So I've got pretty nice golfers tan right now. <laughs> um, Colonel Cook is not included in our foursome, I hope. Uh, if Colonel Cook wants to be, he is the headliner. Yeah, we're in his foursome if he wants to play. <laughs> that man... I, I thought he was a maniac uh, on the sidelines in a wrestling match. He is even more intense uh, on the golf course. No, you just, no, you just got to get, you just got to know how to handle it. You just get, no, he's, a, he is great fun. <laughs> his club survived. You thought he was going to break his clubs, what, six, 12 times. Um, they survived. They always do. He's got a full bag. He's getting that new driver. He's getting his new wedges. Um, shoot. He can be out there on tour. Yeah, I take it all back. Bring, yeah. him, bring him on Sunday. Who, who's, right. who rounds out the foursome, you think? Um, whoever else. Maybe one of our, our lucky listeners. Um, holler at us. If you want to come join us on Sunday about 3 p.m.? Let me know. <laughs> Good to hear. Um, let's see. What's the summer looking like ahead? Any So, PIADS, our summer camp's back on. I mean, we talked like two months ago. There was a lot of unknown. Um, what's the summer looking like for the wrestlers and also? No camps. Um, so no camps here. Um, I'm doing quite a few camps on the road, clinics, um, recruiting on the road. 
Uh, we're just not exactly sure what the recruiting is going to look like in early June here at West Point. So I'm getting on the road. I'm like, man, I'm out of here. I want to go see some kids. Need to get in front of them. I miss them. I want to see them. I want to talk to them and their families about West Point. So I'm going to be on the on the road a lot. Have some really important people I need to um, to be able to go spend some time with and go visit. So I'll be on the road a lot in June, um, and uh, we'll re continue recruiting, um, you know, all through the summer. But um, yeah, as far as having camps here on campus, unfortunately, not going to be able to do it. We're in a pyad. If you listeners know what that is, then you know it's kind of a training camp. We're doing that right now, actually. So the, during grad week, we're working out twice a day. Um, and, um, and then we'll have our second pyad starts at the very beginning of August, lasts for about 10 days leading up to the beginning of school. We'll have another training camp. In between that, we have, there's three blocks, one, two, three blocks of summer school. And we have multiple guys in each of those blocks. So they'll be here training during summer school as well. How many of the guys are doing summer school? I don't know off the top of my head. I have to look at each of the blocks, but it's highly encouraged. It's at least half of our team. Um, I want our guys doing summer school. It's, it's a big deal. It's super important for us. Um, so a large part of our team. It's, it's one of the, the things that I've been able to implement since I've been here, I think has really helped us do a better job with PIAD, our, our training camps, and a better job with summer school getting kids enrolled so they can be here and they can train. Yeah, if there's any cadets that are listening to it, I don't know what it's like now compared to them, but I, I took SOCH um, International Relations during the summer, which is like a stressful course during the year. And I can only remember those three weeks as being so much fun. And it was, I enjoyed it. And you're like, you're like, well, I actually enjoyed learning. Maybe I should have just did college like that, where you took one course at a time for three weeks. And, and you might still be in college if you did that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, it's an awesome time because you're able to focus on just that. Just train, just go to school. That's it. There's nothing else to worry about. So that's why it's so good for us. And you can now, you can, that, that enables you to underload for one, for either the first or second semester, right? Is that how it's? That's work? right. Yeah. So one less class to take during the fall or the spring. Yeah. And so for our listeners who maybe don't necessarily know, like you have to take at least, you know, the NCAA says you need to take 12 credits each semester. Well, West Point says, you know, you have to take at least 15. It's usually somewhere between 16 to 20 um, based on your major and things like that. But when you take that in the summer and you're you know, in a course wide sport, you can underload and take less than 15. Um, yeah. Because you or even take, I mean, taking 15 hours, like I took 15 hours in college, you know, like taking 15 hours isn't a big deal. So summer school helps, you know, 15 or 18 hours, the obvious choice, what you'd rather take the 15 hours, easier course load. So take one course in the summer and then you're able to take 15 during wrestling season. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's all I got on the agenda. Um, and anything else you want to put out anything to the fans? No, here? man, I think it, it's good to be back with you. I love listening to the other guests. Um, so I'm always happy to take a step back and not be, um, on the show because I love to listen and, and hear what everybody else has to say, but man, appreciate everybody's support. Really what this episode needs to be about um, are these seniors that are about to graduate. So no matter where they started, where they came from, what their journey was like, Saturday, they throw their cap in the air. They're a West Point graduate and they begin their career as a second lieutenant. Like um, of all the things that we do here at West Point, you know, um, and I'm proud of, of so many things our guys have accomplished. There's nothing quite like 
graduation and commissioning for these guys to see the culmination of all this hard work pay off. I can only imagine B row how it feels and how it felt for you to throw that hat in the air, but um, we're excited for those guys. They've met, left a huge impact on our program. Now they get to go do incredible things in the army. We're excited for them. So congrats to the seniors and um, hope everyone joins me in, in wishing them the best in the, the next chapter of their career. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I didn't think of that, but what is gradu does graduation look similar to pr prior to COVID? Um, do you know no, I think they have six guests apiece. I think they have six now. Um, and then they're going to do their commissioning somewhere off post. Um, so, yeah, it looked a little bit different, but it's better than last year where it was just them. And, and um, yeah, man, so we're pumped for them. Real life and, and living again is right around the corner. We're so ready for it. Uh, these guys get to have some guests at graduation to celebrate with them. So that's a good thing. Yeah, and for listeners, if you want to tune in, um, go to the West Point edu uh, edu page um they'll be live streaming it uh at 10 a.m on saturday morning um if you want to listen in awesome yeah a little, little little west point shout out you know for graduation ceremony but uh um, yeah yeah well kevin appreciate you hopping on yeah b row thanks and uh all those listeners man keep uh keep tuning in like, share, retweet, comment, whatever it takes. Keep growing our audience. We appreciate you guys spreading the good word of Army Wrestling and look forward to the next episode. We'll see you then. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the B-Hall Radio Show. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. If there's something you'd like to hear on a future show, reach out to us on any of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can reach us at email, bhaw.radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, go Army, be Navy.